brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Hey, welcome to this episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes, where everything good in life is worth discussing. And this particular episode is definitely the E in everything, for sure. (laughs) We are the best thing on at 2 a.m., and we have the best all ex-Amish cast on the radio joining me today. This is good old boy Mike, and joining me here for this episode is Made Man Brent. Pleasure to be here. Of course, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> you don't own any pants. I know that. <laughs> That's why I'm not wearing any. <laughs> is that a motto or a lifestyle choice? I'm still, <laughs> lifestyle. Deciding. I'm still lifestyle. deciding between the two. <laughs> joining us is good old gal Carrie Ann. Hey there. I'm hardly wearing anything, but we're not going to be... Uh, Showing this video, right? Same question, different result. Is that a lifestyle choice or is that a habit? <laughs> kind of both, I think. Yeah, probably. I've been home yeah. for four months. <laughs> uh, good old boy Davis here. Hey, I'm wearing Brent's pants. <laughs> Ew, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. They easily fit. Wow. <laughs> we have a uh, good old boy Justin. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. Made Man Bob is joining us for this episode. I am not wearing Prince pants. That's for damn sure. <laughs> is that a There's lifestyle ri- choice or a habit? <laughs> it has to do with the health department. <laughs> and good old boy Sparky is joining us. I'm wearing a grass skirt because I find that it wicks really well. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, true. there you go. It was the boys breathe. Yeah. Did Everybody you get the ants out first? No, no, I like that part. That's the fun part. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's half the fun. Tingly. Well, you get you get lonely otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, yeah. today's episode is going to be stepping out of into your game plan of watching all of these alternate sports and what you should be drinking at the same time. So ESPN has been using the ESPN three feed for a revival of ESPN the Ocho. here on ESPN 8, The Ocho, bringing you the finest in seldom-seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. (laughs) Me and Lance Armstrong, we can't get enough of The Ocho. So the first mention of ESPN, The Ocho, actually first appeared in the movie Dodgeball. Love it. uh, And I, I love the commentators. You know, it's Pepper... And I uh, forgot the other uh, commentator. Old move, Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Cotton and Pepper. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so it really uh, is a great, it's a great movie, and definitely check it out. Well, we recognized after watching about ten hours of a cornhole tournament that this is completely new territory, and we actually don't know what beverage that we should be drinking to enjoy a particular sport. Now, one sport that I was watching was actually the ping pong tournament where you could only hit a volleyball going back and forth across 
on a ping pong table with your head. You weren't <laughs> using a paddle. <laughs> and so I was like, huh. You know, well, rich boy, some people can't afford a paddle. Would that know? pair well right, with a daiquiri right. or what? <laughs> so, you know, it was just tequila. I mean, definitely tequila. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of sports that, you know, it's just you have a beverage you generally enjoy with it, you know. But I kept on watching these sports. Well, listen, as the insanity of more and more programming actually came out as the pandemic, you know, got even longer and longer, so did our lack of beverage preparation to enjoy these alternate sports. So guess what? We can fix this. And thus today's episode is all about helping you, our listener. Please, there's really no need to thank us as we already feel your gratitude that you've listened this long. I don't think anyone's going to thank <laughs> us. There's no need to worry about no, that. Yeah. I don't think. Thanks. You know, restraining order. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, not so much. I can hear the thunderous applause already. They'll thank us in about 58 minutes. <laughs> or in the time of COVID, it's actually 58 weeks. That's the sound clip. Uh, yes. That's the sound clip Harm has on his phone. He plays it, you know, whenever it's his anniversary. It's as close as he gets. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, sorry. That's what I play on mine. Dave, you're up. So we've had a lot of fun in season eight with a summer of questionable decisions, uh, kind of like this show. And this will wrap up the series until next year. If you miss some of the series, they're all available online at our website or anywhere you can find a second rate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Ann, you're up. Oh, she's muted. Dogs were barking. Sorry, sorry. Well, there we go. So Dave uh, tortured everyone this year with a blind tasting of non-alcoholic beer and gluten-free uh, yeah. beer. That was torture for sure. You loved it. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Drink another one. To participate in that episode. <laughs> so um, they got to chug yeast cakes while talking about bad beer. Real sorry. I missed that. Um, I want I a free t-shirt <laughs> out of that. <laughs> Probably tasted better than the beer. Also revealed the best place for roadkill meals. Yep. Southern Arkansas. Live it, people. You know it. <laughs> there's Zima Jolly Rancher uh, pairing. So there's no more of that. Have to get back to season seven for it. Yeah, for sure. Our cast members today have done some significant research. To determine the right balance of inebriation to enjoy these sports, please don't attempt to recreate this research as we are trained professionals. Well, Justin is going to get the honors of going over our ratings for today. Now, Justin, listen, it's uh, that magical time that you get to channel your favorite Jewish mother accent to read our ratings for today. So take it away. All right, Michael. Thank you. Did you eat the gefilte fish I left in the fridge for you? Nobody I hope that. so. It's disgusting. No, it no. doesn't get any better over time. Was it ripped in? Was it ripped in foil wax? Wax, <laughs> wax. Okay, okay. All right. So we'll be tasting and discussing these sports and beverages, and rating them with these signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. Alternate sports ratings. One. Oh, honey, rolling a rock on the ice can't be a sport. Just see that redstone touching it. Just 
touch it. Just touch it. Two. Again, harm on his anniversary. <laughs> a Manischewitz chug should be required for something this bad. Fair. Ray, this sport could be better with uniforms. And why aren't you in uniform? Four. That's not my limit while watching this sport. <laughs> the thing I love that Justin did, and I know you can't see it on the radio, is he is he has asserted the Jewish mother wagging finger. You know, that is a key part of, of our rating for so. <laughs> I can do so much more. <laughs> Five. Where can I request this as a new Olympic sport? Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports, the thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. Yeah, this speaking of human well. drama. So, uh, uh, Bob threw out, do you know the name of the guy that went off the edge of the ski jump in the in the video on the wild, wide wheeler of sports when they played that? Vinko Bogotaj. You know, you can't take him to any parties. It's like, Bob, <laughs> go stand in that corner, okay? You get my you get my rear end on Jeopardy. We're, we're all retiring. <laughs> he is the sip suds and smokes Cliff Clavin. Yeah. Oh, I got I got nothing useful, but that's that kind of that kind of crap. Oh yeah, filled yep. hard that's drives full. That's how it goes. Well, uh, Made Man Brent is going to tell us what we're going to be doing today. Well, today we are going to be pairing up. A favorite beverage of ours that's going to go along with the sport that we're going to be watching. And we have a good variety of sports that we are going to be participating in. Are you going to going to give us a lineup of the sports? Yeah. So here's the quick uh, rundown of what sports we're going to go over. Brent is going to kick us off with underwater hockey. Carrie Ann is going to talk about the riveting sport of Zorbing. And while you're looking that up on your phone, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about axe throwing, or I should say hatchet throwing. Um, Dave is going to go over Russian slap fighting. Type that in your phone now and wait for that <laughs> video to pop up. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> Justin is going to go over curling. Yeah. If you search for that anywhere outside of Canada, it just doesn't come up on your phone. <laughs> oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> curling is you find a curling is everywhere. You find a hair yeah. curler. I'm just yeah. looking for the Jamaican curling team. I just wanted to let you know. So. Yes, <laughs> it's next to the Jamaican bobsled team. Sled team, right? Yeah. So. Everyone's pretty familiar with curling these days. Yeah, it's, a, it's an Olympic sport now. Yeah, it should be. It should not be. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> Bob is going to go over a caber toss. Now, you should be asking yourself right about now, is there something else that I should be doing for the next hour? <laughs> so, <laughs> anything? I'm pretty Literally, sure they've been asking like, that for about eight or nine minutes. Mowing the lawn at midnight. Yep. Cleaning the garage. Sparky's going to share with us all about a, a sport that doesn't exist yet, but he is ready to pitch it to ESPN, the Ocho programming. It is going to be grocery shopping during a pandemic. So. Ooh. Those are going to be some of the sports that we're going to go over. And uh, we're going to have a few clips from each of these sports to go over. And we'll talk about the beverages as we go along. Um, I hope that you really are well 
prepared for this particular episode. Listen, we're going to take a quick break here for about one minute, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're actually going over pairing beverages with alternative sports that maybe you've been enjoying, you know, in the middle of the pandemic on ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> well, uh, Maiden Man Brent is going to be up first. He's going to tell us a little bit about what we're going to be doing today, as well as his sport, underwater hockey. Yeah, so we're all pairing up a beverage to what we want to enjoy as, as we watch our favorite underwater, un, our favorite sport, you know. So I've chosen uh, underwater hockey, and I chose this because I grew up with it. I actually played it. I was actually a, an, one of the founders of this back in the early 70s, in the mid-70s. Founder. <laughs> and you can't see a lot. And you can't see this, but, but Bob and Justin and I are just shaking our head going, no. <laughs> I'm not buying. It makes sense. It's not happening. Nope. I don't buy it. Hey, I want to see video. He lived in Buffalo and he's a sailor. I buy it. So yeah, it was it was in okay, Owatonna, Minnesota. Owatonna, wow. Owatonna. Don't say that three so times. Obviously, fast. there's video. Exactly. Owatonna Diving Club. <laughs> and I was part of the uh the group that was uh founding this uh, sport as it as it was growing up. So it was a little different back then. We had wooden paddles that were like U-shaped, and now they got a paddle that looks like a hockey stick. And, ah, and the puck is a little bit different. Now it's uh, something that was uh, doesn't do damage to the bottom of the pool. Back then we had like a little metal puck, and they, they, the high school that we played it was not so happy when we cracked some tiles. But, is he being know, serious right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is. <laughs> He's a founder. <laughs> so, and here's a yeah. and here's a clip from <laughs> underwater hockey that you can check out uh, online as well. You can see Sam Marlow and Nicola Yates just watching on from the side of the pool. Hard choice. Tim Dale says every match now is a very hard choice trying to figure out who the best combination is for those games, whose style suits the game better. And he seems to have made the right choices ahead of this game because... Great Britain really dominating in a game that was a lot closer uh, at the Europeans 12 months ago. Nice drive on, on the goal by Great Britain. And this is going to be five. Looks like Charlie Cooper with that last touch there. He scores! And yep, it sure is. Number 12, Charlie Cooper with the goal at the end. Okay, so it's gonna, time's going to run down slowly. One minute 40 on the clock now. We'll probably get underway with about one minute and 20 seconds still to go. No way back now for France as the score turns over to 5-0 and confirmation of number 12, Charlie Cooper, with that final goal. Now, I want to let you know that that is the most riveting audio clip of an hockey <laughs> play by play well, that I can find. And that is why after watching like an hour and a half of it, okay, so... So, well, any sport where France loses, <laughs> <laughs> home of right. the freedom fries. Right. Yeah. So the things there were several things I found fascinating uh, for this particular sport. One, it can be co-ed, and a lot of the games were co-ed, um, which I thought was very interesting because apparently men and women can probably all hold their breath about the same amount of time. Right. It requires so right. was- requires a mask, a snorkel, fins, and. Swimsuit, if possible. So it's COVID-friendly because it requires a mask and a lot of body (laughs) shaving either way. So that's good. So what's the beverage that you paired with the sport? The beverage that I paired this with, I wanted to find a nice neon blue 
uh, moonshine because I figured if you were sitting on the sidelines and you spilled some and it went in the water, hey, no one would notice. It would just be fine. But unfortunately, I was not able to find some. So I'm a little, little bit of a sugar shine uh, jalapeno style. You're not actually wow. drinking it underwater. Oh, no. Oh, yes, no. That's is. a different sport. That's a yes, different sport. Canadians so, could be up to the challenge. Yeah. So when you drink this 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 little sugar shine, the jalapeno sugar shine, uh, you get that that oh that aroma in the glass. Uh, you gotta love it. And then I love you get that this, you're using proper glassware. And then you get this nice burning sensation that real that makes you realize that the, there's no reason you should ever ever drink a jalapeno moonshine. How can you tell what kind of pepper that? Sometimes is? you get that burning sensation after you get out of a public pool. So, I had well, that burning sensation when I got back from uh, Subic Bay one we time. We don't need but, to hear that. But the doctor fixed that right up. How can you tell where the burning <laughs> sensation is coming from? <laughs> Rub it in your eyes. When, it's everywhere. When do you know that you've been watching too much of this? And, you know, you you want to definitely, you know, uh, uh, just keep on drinking the moonshine instead the, of watching no, the water off. You know, usually you just go there. You sit on the side of the pool. You know, you've had too much when you join them. Inadvertently, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you just well, there you, know, you have you the just, crossover, point. right? You, you know, when, when you, you become the puck, right? When you fell, when you fell in over the side, falling over the side, bam, that's your stopping point. Well, aren't you, know? you already in the water? Because how the hell do you watch it when you're out of the water? You know, mm. well, you got to well, lean way over. They used to have it well, in Alabama, but everybody that watched it died. So, <laughs> what do you guys <laughs> think your rating's going to be for uh, the sport and the pairing here for uh, Made Man Brent? I'm saying a solid three. I mean, mm. Oh yeah, hold you can hold it up. I can check her out here. So yeah, let's see. I think that's gang signs going to be our consensus <laughs> here. Our rating yeah. for West West the underwater. Hockey and the uh, jalapeno Under moonshine is going to be a solid and three. And why aren't you in uniform? Yep. Mm-hmm. This sport could be better with uniforms. Or, or, or no uniforms. <laughs> or no uniforms in this game. Little known fact about underwater hockey. Back now we're Yeah. His uh, team nickname, Floater. Floater. <laughs> His coach was Captain Nemo. So. Well, up next is uh, good old gal, Carrie Ann, and she's going to talk about the unique sport Woo-hoo. of zorbing. zorbing. She's going to tell you both what that is, as well as her beverage pairing here. Well, zorbing is for real, and I think it is the best like COVID sport because it's pretty solo, and the sport part of it is all about breaking Guinness Book World Records, evidently. Um, but to gel it up because it is a real sport it is defined in the oxford english dictionary and it defines as a sport in which participant is secured inside an inner capsule in a large transparent ball which is then hurled down a hill and um you go real fast in a ball so Mm. it has a lot of names globe riding human hamster ball sphering hill rolling that's original one Um, Mm. but zorbing (laughs) was invented (laughs) in new zealand around 1994 according to um zorb.com these guys are still fighting (laughs) sauron and his orc army what do they know (laughs) So I want to tell you that the vast majority of the underwater hockey actually took place in New Zealand. In fact, I think that they're the leader in worldwide underwater hockey. So I think those people have been talking to the Zorbing folks and they're in it together. That that's what's going on here is that the New Zealanders, this is how they're attacking us. This is how it's going to happen. Uh, 
John Travolta was way ahead of this back when he was the boy in the, the bubble. bubble. Exactly. Yeah. See, what could be a better COVID sport? You're all by yourself. You're in a bubble rolling <laughs> yeah. around. Um, well, here's a uh, quick clip of uh, what it sounds like to uh, listen to a uh, absorbing event. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Absorbing, and that's right. So it was Jason Statham. Okay, <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon, I believe, was his opponent in that's that true, race. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so absorbing is you know with other downhill sports where you're just going really fast on a very unstable piece of equipment. I think. <laughs> Yeah, solo normal, sport normal to go. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so what's your beverage that you paired with Zorbing? Well, I decided um, to pair Buck's wine with a little sprinkle of soda and ice. Yeah, because if you watch the videos online, a Why lot of them are wine with soda and ice? <laughs> <laughs> just set to this lovely music and you can just watch people go in circles down a hill and kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> that works for the largest Zorby recreational Zorbing in America, sure. which is in our home state of Tennessee over in Pigeon Forge. So um, you can do this here uh, in the U.S. Holy Land. You can. <laughs> <laughs> Dollywood. Yeah. That's where everybody goes to make the pilgrimage. Yeah. What do you guys think oh. of uh, rating uh, both uh, the uh, Zorbing and uh, pairing this with box? Well, well think wine. about it. She says a real sport because it, the word is in the dictionary. Twerking <laughs> is in the Oxford English Twerking. dictionary. No, it says it's a yeah, sport no. in the dictionary. Ah. It is defined well, as a sport. It has that. four Guinness World Book records. It looks like our rating for <laughs> Zorbing. <laughs> Paired with box wine, a a hint of uh, ice and soda is going to be a three. And why aren't you in uniform? This sport could be better with uniforms. Wow. (laughs) I'm not sure that Guinness Book of World Records is the the way to legitimize anything. That's also true. (laughs) Well, also, there is a Zorbathon in the UK. It's the Zorbing Marathon. Okay, I'm, sure, that's I'm not sport. sure that's a <laughs> How do you tell somebody, I'm going to a Zorbathon this weekend, honey? I'll be back later. <laughs> you know? That's when they're like, you know, when you get back, all my stuff will be moved out. Yeah. When that's you call like, for the like, hotel, do you actually admit it? Hey, uh, I'm there for the Zorbing, yeah. a Zorbathon. Yeah, yeah, I need the, the Zorbathon good, can I get group the good rate? hotel room. I think <laughs> I'm Zorbing through COVID could convention. be the next yeah. thing. You guys just aren't really thinking that. I mean, this could be the next big sport. Yeah. You're if, always you know social what? distance. Hey, yeah, if everyone's Zorbed, I think COVID would go away. If NASCAR quickly. can make it big, this has, this has hope. All right. I'm up next here. So the alternate sport that I picked was axe throwing. And I thought this was going to be more like the lumberjack competitions where you get to toss an axe at the end of a tree. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's This is definitely nothing that manly uh, as the axe, and I'm using air quotes here, 
or actually more like hatchets um, that popped up in leisure sport venues in Canada, no less. Uh, plus, hey man, it's not the size of your axe; it's how you swing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Plus, uh, there's several uh, new uh, axe throwing uh, venues in the U.S. Now, I kept on thinking, "La Blat Blue and a deadly weapon." Hmm. I wonder what could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have a circumcision. Yeah. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> right. By accident. Oh, that's good. <laughs> as long as I have gefilte fish on the end, I'm good. There you so. go. That's a qualified moil. I'm just, you know. <laughs> Everybody just in case. a hobby. Yeah. Now hold still. <laughs> I'm going to be throwing it at you. <laughs> One of my best friends is a moil, and he works for tips. It's true. So, that, uh, but, but the question is, is, does Trent actually use, you know, a, a hatchet? You know, it's like, or, or in Canada, least, they do, or at least use yeah. it as a prop when he shows yeah. up in Canada yeah. to say, I'm here. I brought my tools along. <laughs> you know, if you're a mind? rabbi in Canada, you use an axe. If you're a rabbi in South America, you use a machete. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, it looks like this World Axe Throwing League has been around for about three years. And there's a list of some 20 rules to follow, but this one's my favorite. Um, it was far down the list. It's about number 14. You will not initiate a fight, scuffle, or exchange with any individual, including but not limited to pushing, shoving, punching, kicking, verbal threats, or harassment. So there is no way they could have this sport in Alabama for sure. It's weird that it doesn't mention hitting someone with a hatchet. Right. That's apparently okay. <laughs> yep. So listen, here's here's the basics. You throw a hatchet from about 12 feet at a piece of wood with rings that indicate the score, much like a dartboard, including a bullseye. And then there's actually two smaller spots, or it's called the kill shot, on the upper left and right part of the board. Now, these are only active, and you can throw it the, at the kill shots. On the fifth and the tenth toss. Now, a kill shot is actually a called shot as well. You're like, I am throwing a kill shot. And you're challenging your opponent to do the same thing. So, do they save the money shot for the very end? Or, like, how does, how does that come <laughs> No, Dave. That is a different... That's uh, when Ron Jeremy plays. Uh, yeah. Professional mm-hmm. axe throwing. Sorry. So, each match uh, is played against different opponents. And then... Uh, selected at random, and it consists of 10 throws per match. And each each match, players will throw five throws. Then they switch sides. It's kind of like tennis, you know, uh, because different wood has different density is what they're, you know, that's trying to get away said. from. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> so the winner of the match will be uh, the person with the most points after 10 throws. And in the event of a tie, after 10 throws, there'll be dun, 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 sudden death throw off. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, yeah. they stand against each other and just throw it at each other then instead. And <laughs> Actually, they thumb death. wrestle to uh, break a tie. Yep. So here's what it sounds like. Tournament. And he's just been grooving through. If Carter makes this and Psychon misses, Sam Carter will be the new world champion. There you go. From uh, 12 feet from away. My wife's home state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Sam Carter, the new world champion. You see how fair this is? He throws an axe and he, you know they're cheering. I throw an axe and the police come. You get a restraining order? Yeah. Well, listen, after being mesmerized for about an hour, Sometimes I just wanted... Sometimes kids don't shut up. I just wanted something... 
<laughs> from, I just wanted to get drunk quickly. And so I drifted back to a questionable decision of my youth where I would pair a 151 proof rum. Um, in this particular case, I chose Hamilton and Mountain Dew over lots of ice. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted neon green vomit? So, again. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's pretty, this, yeah. Wait I mean, a minute. That's you added ice to something? That's correct. Yeah. So those big 32 ounce or those big insulated cups, they really work great for this experience. Okay. Shouldn't so, you drink this out of a bubble mug? Uh, yeah. That's pretty much what yeah. you should call them. Whatever it takes not to get out of the chair. Mike's going to be asleep in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the proportion is about 50 50. <laughs> The amazing thing is they have this actually in bars. And that's the whole you, yeah. thing. Like, oh, oh let's yeah. drink and throw axes. Yeah. 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 Like I said, you know, combining a you know a deadly weapon with, you know, at the same time of drinking, excellent choice for Canadians. Listen, you may want to adjust uh, that proportion to your own taste, but that happens to work well for my curb weight. So so about one of these, I'm out. Um, plan ahead on when you're taking on a uh, high-proof product. I tend to fall asleep, but if you have a tendency to want to use power tools or think you can cook or grill, just don't, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no drinking and driving, even at a buddy's house, okay? Now, I was uh, it was the judging that I found so fascinating <laughs> because there's a certified judge training for the WATL. And they inspected some of these shows like it was the examiners of a hanging chad from an election. They'd bring up flashlights and sometimes a magnifying glass, you know, to observe the full penetration of the axe in the wood. The play-by-play and color commentary was just over the mark of calling a junior high volleyball game. These announcers sounded like they were the first ones to get kicked off cable access TV for insulting your grandma. Wow. I want to talk more about judging the full penetration. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Just that- didn't quite get there, you know? Uh, they need some they need some better That's player kind of subjective. <laughs> they need some better <laughs> player <laughs> nicknames. To really take up this sport. doesn't matter how big your axe is. Yeah. You know, so, depends how you swing it. Yeah. I, I think they should have some player nicknames like Three Finger Joey or Al the Screamer, you know. The, the main thing that this sport needs, it needs a Dennis Rodman bad boy, or at least they have to pit the Canadians against the U.S. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, a sport you should check out. So real quickly, what do you guys want to rate the uh, axe throwing uh, paired with 151 and Mountain Dew? Oh, wow. How about that? <laughs> I see a lot yeah. of fours going I can on. do so much more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there oh. you have it. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to uh, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Uh, what show uh, is this? I wonder uh, if I know exactly what it is. So, <laughs> hey, on today's episode, we're going over alternative sports and beverage pairing that you should really make sure that you have a solid plan about. Next up um, is going to be good old boy Dave and Tell us about what sport you picked. So I picked Russian slap fighting, and I've been into this sport for at least three weeks. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I don't know how long it's been around. It's but I'm his first you. three marriages. So you got hey. your, you got your tattoo picked out. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> yeah, that's it's, something it's, uh, you don't want to put into your phone. Yeah, that's what, that's what you tell. That's what you tell the people at, at work. I accidentally turn, turn on yeah. safe. Yeah, I accidentally Google yeah. Google yeah. Yeah. Turn that on, fighting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's a pretty obscure sport. Basically, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. Two Russian guys stand on the opposite ends of a little pub table and slap each other until one of them gives up. Um, the sports actually has its own star, though. He's uh, Vasily Komotsky. Komotsky. He's a 370-pound uh, young man. He looks like he's about five foot two. Uh, by five foot two pounds. by five foot two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, his nickname is Dumpling, or in Russian, Pelman. So, so Dumpling uh, knocks a lot of guys out on the first slap. Not sure why I enjoy this this sport, but I think I enjoy uh, people slapping each other. Hostile. And I have not seen the women's uh, the women's uh, grouping yet. Is that a I, thing? I'm assuming. I'm assuming there will be one, mm. you know, for equality, you know. Don't worry. This weekend, you will see a woman slapping somebody. Trust me. I'm sure. Ladies and gentlemen. It was called Dynasty. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Whoa. Yeah. That was a. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was dumpling putting it on somebody. One of my favorite sports that I got to watch through this research process. The thing that I loved the most was the pre-slap routine. Is that they hold their hand out and they're like going through a motion well, to make it's, sure it's psychological warfare too, man. Like <laughs> you're working up your aim. But you got to think too. You're damaging your hand as much as you're damaging this other so dude's I, head. I love. There is so much about this that is just one. You have a sport where having a good head head injury is the objective of the sport. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and after after each guy slaps, he goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> you know. And then they have and a, they all <laughs> habitually use smelling salts. Yes, they keep from thing. going they, deaf when they have their ears smacked. And they and they have a I don't think they have a doctor main. a doctor in quotes come up and he's yeah. like, "Are you okay, man?" You know, it's like, yeah, dude, like, I just got the slap, got the crap slapped out of me just now. Of course, like, I'm not okay. How many okay. fingers am I holding up? Seven. <laughs> yep, you're good to go. Keep going. <laughs> So what's the beverage that you had to bear with this? So obviously I had to pick slap fight IPA from Monday night brewing in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Wow. A little on the nose, but it's a West coast style IPA with tropical hops. Um, Pretty easy drinking. Uh, I think it's like 6.1% or so. So you're saying that if you have 12 of those, you can get through an entire uh, round of slap fighting. I would have to drink a full case of this before I let some <laughs> some dude slap me upside the head. But after the, I think after the thirteenth beer, you're probably yeah, you're about ready to go. So what's going to be uh, our rating here, everybody? Oh, for- that's rude. <laughs> that's so rude. That so oh, oh, a slap, five. a slap five. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, so our rating for that is going to be a five, which is it should be an Olympic sport. It <laughs> so. will. It, it will be. <laughs> you know what? It may be. It'll make 2021 since we're postponed. Well, next up is going to be Justin. He's going to tell us all about the fascinating sport of curling. All right. The alternate sport I picked was curling. I picked this because it seemed like a sport that wasn't too strenuous and reminded me of curly fries. Something I can ex- <laughs> I can excel at after partying hard in the Olympic Village the night before. Here are the basics of curling. Curling is a sport where players slide granite stones down a sheet of ice called the pitch, release the stone at a line called the hog, toward a target called the house. Teams score points through positioning their stones closer to the center of the target than the opposing team. Sweeping is used to increase the distance and or influence the path the stone travels. Your stone can knock the opponent's stone out of the house. As the name of the sport implies, the stone's trajectory curls as you bring it to the house. Drinking beer after curling is almost required. Drinking, drinking beer before curling. Are you sure this isn't from Alabama? Drinking They're while, trying to put a hog in a sleep, house. Weeping. Put it with the Alabama roll tide. The the roll tide. So here's what it's going to sound like, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Trying to come in off the stone on the outside. Trying to get the roll to the stone at the button. There's the contact. There's the roll. So These excited. women are far too excited. Those are curling groupies. Is that women? Man. Although you really, that, women you really like want to bottom to the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I know is you want to date those women. That is hilarious. Why is there really. screaming involved in curling? Like it's, it's going to like it's going to affect the rock or something. You know, like you know, if you scream harder, it's going to move the shockwave of your voice. Is going to move the rock. What you can't see is all the denim everyone is wearing. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah. I know this sport has both women's and men's uh, teams, and then they have mixed. Um, mixed gender uh, teams in curling and this is an Olympic sport. So uh, it's not when you that say mixed alternate. gender, are you talking about like two people or oh, never mind? <laughs> Trying <laughs> yeah. to figure that one out. Yeah, I'll let you figure that out later. Talking about Sparky. Just have to yeah. take a drive That's through right. Alabama to get through that part there, yeah. uh, main man Bob. So uh, oh. what was the beverage that you paired with with this? <laughs> she got it, but a little late anyway. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> I paired this with Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Air Ale. Oh, wow. Oh, 30th man. anniversary. And finish with Last Snow from Funky Buddha. Uh, nice. Both of those are think, great beers. I think you wasted. You're not going to be able to recreate yeah, that. You wasted some good <laughs> so beers. Paired with well that, with, with curling. That, like, curling there. Paired well with curling. Those are good beers. Yeah. Wow. Hey, yeah. Your description of all the uh, names of the things sounds like Texas Hold'em. Right? <laughs> Hog in the house. Mm-hmm. Got to bring the hog to the house. So what you guys, uh, what's going to be your rating here for curling uh, paired with uh, less snow? Yeah. Mm. Let's see here. We're, Mike, your other fingers work. Uh, <laughs> Bob, <laughs> what, what, what are you going to choose here? Okay. All right. So uh, our rating here for uh, curling paired with 
Last Snow is going to be a three. And why aren't you in uniform? There you go. So, I don't even know if it applies to be an alternative sport since it is in the Olympics. Yeah. But it's in I Canada. Mean, so. It probably doesn't even count. Probably already on TV, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's probably on ESPN, too. <laughs> Yeah, the equipment's a rock and a broom. I mean, that's pretty alternative. Yeah. What kind of tattoos do you have for curly? <laughs> you know, it's that Tem- temporary tattoos. Yeah, things that don't melt on the ice. <laughs> well, up next is going to be Made Man Bob, and he's going to tell us all about a Highland sport of his choice. All right. Well, the one that I picked is one of the sports that they traditionally will do at the Highland Games, and the Highland Games is. You know, there's nothing more manly than a bunch of big hairy dudes and Catholic schoolgirl skirts, you know, running around performing feats of strength like some sort of twisted, weird sort of Gaelic festivus. Um, the Highland Games are basically the Scottish Olympics. I know. No, not that kind of Olympics. The Scottish Olympics. They both start with us. You have to have a beard, right? A beard is required. Well, you got to have right? a skirt. That's all you well, got to have. Depends on how long the skirt is. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is, is one of the largest Highland games in the world is not in Scotland. It's actually in North Carolina where my family's from. So I've been going, <laughs> I've been going to this thing for my entire life. So the, you know, there's lots of different things. There's the sheaf toss and the weight over bar. They take a big rock on a chain and throw it. But the best one of all, the best one of all is the caber toss. And here's what it sounds like. 160 pounds. Can he duplicate his first toss with another pull of off? Come on, John, let's see it. Give it to you, folks. So the whole sport is put to music by bagpipes? <laughs> yeah, pop it over again. Everything is to bagpipes. I do this. Yeah. We've got a piper down. Wait, wait, wait. They oh, this sport with the there, drinking please. straws into my glass. So. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you miss it. That He's was the world champ hitting a 12-15. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> yeah, I will tell you, okay? So it involves the caber toss. You get an athlete who basically pitches a giant phone telephone pole or a caber. It's a long pole. It's 19 feet, 6 inches in weight. Weighs about 12 and a half stone, about, about 200, 175, 200 pounds. Traditionally made from a large tree, a large. So couple of guys help you get it up you interlock your fingers they interlock their hands they slip slip it up underneath the end of the uh of the caber pick the thing up they lock their hands and slip it up underneath what are these guys doing? Yeah, you, you, you take no it and loop. you balance it against your shoulder. Now remember, it's, it's like a, a specific it's, genre it's, of tw- adult yeah, it, It's twenty feet tall, and you're on the on the skinny end, the heavy ends above you. Uh, and then you, they basically try and run, and they run like like they're drunk because they're run. carrying all that they're weight. The and skinny. the idea is to take the thing, throw it up in the air, get the get the top end to hit first like a half turn and then it falls away from you ideally. You're thinking falls about the AVN awards. Twelve o'clock. 
anywhere between three o'clock and nine o'clock. You have a very so complicated your right or your left. Yeah, I agree. But if it falls so, away from you dead straight, that's a 12 o'clock. So he had a 12 15. So, you know, it was, what if it falls back at you? Is that called a filmmaker? <laughs> <or? laughs> <laughs> it's called the ocean run <laughs> so no, what there, there's actually actually is a term for that but basically that's that you, you don't get a score for that so um you get a your wife gets a pension yeah, so pretty much what beverage did you <laughs> pair with this well if you're in scotland we're gonna have a nice wee dram of a lovely scottish Auckland oh, oh, well, there. a nice la santa nice. help you get through the weary nights in scotland ah, i love the breeze blowing up 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 enough just enjoy it. The best part Hope of it is, is that if you watch these guys run carrying that weight, they look like they're drunk because honestly, if you go to the Highland Games, um, a lot of them are. They pretty much drink for days at these things. So when you're running with a pole, it kind of covers up the fact that you are hammered. Um, you know, probably not a good idea to be like throwing a 56 pound weight over directly over your head while you're drinking. <laughs> um you know, and it's kind of it kind of like if you say you you know combine dodgeball and baseball and highlight without protective gear, but and much much like with uh, the Russian slap fighting, the thing that I loved was all of the pre oh yeah pre shot routines oh, yeah. that they go through. I mean, when this guy walked up to the caber, he's like caressing it. He oh, holds yeah. it at the top, then he holds it in the middle, and then he reaches down all the way below, <laughs> like you know, Sparky. I think you're thinking the same thing I'm yeah. thinking. Oh yeah, Mike spends just way Mike's too much time this. Right. stroking his and when pole. just like strokes the entire like thing. Stroking the bottom. Pole. You know, they go through the motion like oh. four or five times, and he's like, "I'm ready." You know, I'm like, "Really, dude? You're just throwing a stick at me." <laughs> Mike is Mike is way too focused on the foreplay. Yeah, I think. And the pole. All right, so regardless, so it's hairy dudes in Catholic schoolgirl skirts. <laughs> bagpipes and scotch how can so you it's going to be your uh, be rating here for uh the caber toss it's scotch wow, all over the place <laughs> we're going to give it a uh, rating of three and why aren't you in uniform what? schoolgirl uniform mm-hmm. yep <laughs> well there you have it you have uh, our uh, all of our uh, ultimate sports and our uh, beverages that we've paired with each of these a uh, really uh, fabulous uh, time that we've had talking about each of these. Listen, uh, enjoy some of these sports on your own and come up with your own beverage pairing. Share them with us online. We'd love to see what you come up with because uh, we had way too much fun. Um, for sure. I wanted to pick the pillow fighting league, but unfortunately they disbanded in 2011. Oh, well, you know, there's Probably, a secret uh, society of us keeping it alive, Bob. <laughs> They're also from Canada. So. Hey, we hope you sports. enjoyed this episode. And if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap on that subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or Vasily. Play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. Our handle is at Sipsud Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans who chose to listen to this episode on their social media platforms. <laughs> <Thousands>. <laughs> Both of them. Both All of them. All six. 
Did you listen to that episode? I heard it. I don't think any of us listened to it. When did you stop? About about when Bob said, you know, I know the guy that went off the ski ramp. That's when I stopped listening. Do yourself a a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a big help to us. And we get to see your feedback as well. Don't start with, that sucked, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Just end with it. Well, I want to thank all of my co-hosts for uh, joining me for this episode. Made Man Brent. Uh, thanks. I finally know what my blue balls are all about. <laughs> for the win. He's had to, he got to think about that for at least five minutes. <laughs> Good old gal, Carrie Ann. Thanks for joining us. And tell us how we can uh, follow up with you on your own blog. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm straightup615.com on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook probably LinkedIn. I don't know. You can find me straight up 615. She might be super famous on TV. I mean, very soon. All right. (laughs) So is the guy on skis on Wild World Sports. Good boy, Dave. Thanks for joining us. And the Russian slap fighting. Ah, you're very welcome, my friend. Uh, Listen, if you weren't sick of me already, check me out on Instagram at good boy Dave for my 60 second beer reviews. Thanks. Good old boy, Justin. Thanks for being here and bringing your Jewish mother. Thank you, Michael. Behave yourself. (laughs) Made man, Bob. Thank you for reminding me that I need to include Highland Games and Lube at every waking moment. (laughs) Yeah, great, great. Glad Yeah, great. Have a good good old boy, Sparky. Thanks for being here. Hey, we're going to catch up with uh, good old boy, Sparky, and his uh, alternative sport and beverage pairing. Actually, on a separate segment, it'll be online. It didn't make the uh, radio episode. Bonus. But, uh, but we'll, uh, <laughs> Bonus you'll get footage. to hear all about Bonus. grocery shopping during the pandemic for sure. For now, this is Good Boy Mike thanking you for joining us once again. I'm going to ask you to come back, join us once again, and to keep on sipping. Cheers. Cheers. Get that hog to the house. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.